What's going on, everybody? Scott Bunn here with another episode of Putting You in Your Place. This is episode 39. We're going to talk about uh, today. All right, so we look a little different today. I don't have a guest. My guest canceled. So we've got to roll with it. We got to, you know, we've had contingency plans for this situation. So we're fully prepared for a great show today. And we're going to talk about some of the things that, that I that I do, you know, some of the things that I'm involved with. You know, I'm I'm a real estate agent here in Blacksburg, Virginia. For those that don't know, um, I, uh, you know, I produce at a high level. That's not bragging. That's just facts. You know, I'm I, uh, you know, I've got big goals and I'm trying to help a lot of people. And um, we've been able to achieve a lot of things. And with this content. Yeah, I've been doing this content for a while, just maybe not in this form. You know, back in 2018, I did a video about uh, rent to own, and and we put it on YouTube, and that is my most watched video um, that I've ever put out. It's got almost 12,000 views, and it's got comments, and it's got a lot of dislikes, and it's got a lot of likes, and it continues to be watched today. So this is kind of like my 2021 version of. Uh, what to what to really look out for and and the mindset behind that video and and why why I was so critical of the rent to own scenario back in 2018. You know, I've I've kind of softened up a little bit on it, but not too much because I just know that morally morally it is not in the public's best interest to do like a rent to own type of deal. So, so I want to talk about, um, you know, kind of the history of, of rent to own and, and what's happened in the past and what I've been experienced, uh, what I've experienced. And, um, and, and I want to encourage you guys to know what to look out for. So number one, I want to give you the mindset of people that want to offer rent to owns. Okay. So the seller, the seller that wants to offer you a rent to own, the the seller that has the rent to own, there's two scenarios: is that they are pricing it so high that the average buyer wouldn't buy it. Okay, they they've gotten in a situation where they needed to get creative to get to their number, so they're offering it to somebody. Their, their their target is offering it to somebody that um, is a little unstable. Like they don't quite know where they are. They're they're like they're like dipping their toes in the water of the pool. You know that's kind of the scenario. It's like like you're not fully committing to buying it, and I'm not fully committing to selling it. And we're gonna just we're just gonna have some documents that that probably aren't legally binding. If you took it in front of a judge, we're gonna draft that up and have some terms. And if it works out, great. But if it doesn't, like I anticipate you not being able to perform in the end. That's the sellers. That's the sellers and the 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 guy that's offering you the rent to own. That's their mindset. I've been on that side. You know, the first five years of my career. My mentor and some of the people that I looked up to, they love those deals. They they thought that that was the best thing that they could possibly do because short term, it benefited them way more than it benefited the buyer or the renter, the rent-to-own person. So so after I observed that over time, I was like, that's just morally 
against my code. That's not something I want to go and take advantage of for people that have worked hard to save up a little bit of money. They're going to give me that money. They've got lesser credit than what they what they necessarily needed to have to be able to go get bank financing. And they agree to my predatory terms in the rent-to-own deal. So now I got them. Now I got them. I got a bunch of their money. I get I get premium rent, and and I I am fully taking advantage of their desire to want the product that I have. You know, as a salesperson, everything's a product. So so when I say a product, I mean the house. the 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 thing that they want, I've got, and I can overcharge them for the for the dream or the opportunity to get that thing that they want, you know, too, you know, and, and too often, and, and I'm guilty of this too. I'm sure everybody, I'm sure everybody is guilty of this at some point in their life. They've gotten into an agreement on something, on something that they desperately wanted. But then when they reviewed all the terms after, after the fact, after they were in the deal, they were like, man, I wish I would have never agreed to that term. You know, that, that was, that was like me just rushing into the deal and not getting the best deal I possibly could. Um, so I think, I think we would probably identify something in our life that we did in, in that manner. So, so that's the, that's the seller, that's the seller's mindset on the rent to own. And you need to be aware of that. You need to be fully aware of what the seller's thinking, um, before you get into that type of agreement. So, so just know that that's, that's one of the um, big deals of the seller is they've got plenty of time. They're not under any pressure to actually sell. They've overvalued their property and they can't sell it to a normal, reasonable, qualified buyer. And they are taking advantage of the unstable, not so credit worthy, uh, but someone that is actually working hard, try to, trying to achieve a goal of home ownership. So, um, so when I'm advising buyers, I tell them to, to rent for as little time possible at the best rate possible. And once they're actually qualifying candidates to buy a home, that's when you buy a home. You don't get taken advantage of um, on the rent-to-own deal. You, you need to be the one getting a fair deal, not getting taken advantage of as the buyer. So, so now the buyer mindset, the, you know, the way that some people have taken advantage of sellers in tight spots and, in a, in like that buyer mindset around the rent to own agreement. So the buyer that comes in and wants to do a rent to own agreement, 90% of them, 90% of them are are below the standard of qualifying for normal financing. And they're so ambitious and they're so they're so wanting what, you know, the perception is of keeping up with the Joneses or the American dream or whatever you want to call it. They're so desperate to get in to have ownership to look like to look like certain things to certain people. Um that they they give away too much money, they they obligate themselves to too many things and to too many predatory terms. I mean, we the the last rent to own agreement that I seen um, that just totally turned me off was the the um, you know the the five x uh, security deposit 
the rent that is two or three hundred dollars above market value with the promise of of that money getting kicked back as form of a down payment or money off of the price um you know like a credit toward like what you actually have to go get financing for in the long run and and i knew that those people were desperate for the for the look for the for the for the um title of homeowner and this this deal didn't give it to them this deal did not give it to them and it was um it was sad to see them go in there with and, and if they were ever 5 days late on the payment you know like typically in a mortgage you're due on the 1st and it's not late until the 15th in this deal they were due on the 1st and it was late on the 5th and if they went past the 5th and didn't pay they all of their money got ripped away from them and i don't even know if they knew that like their deposit was forfeited their their credit back to the rent was forfeited like all of the money that they built up if they were ever 5 days late for any reason with no exception that was the language in the contract um they lost all their money so um so that that is a that's a scenario that you don't need to be involved in and and that's why i was so critical of that is about once a week, once a week, I get a message saying, hey, uh, what about a rent-to-own agreement? Will they consider a rent-to-own agreement? And then then I have to turn to that buyer and say, please educate yourself on the rent-to-own agreement. Used to be I would just blow them out of the water. Never do a rent-to-own agreement. But now I say, educate yourself on the rent-to-own agreement. Make sure you understand the terms and, and make sure that there's uh, defined areas of the contract that's not predatory. And that's where me as a real estate agent could come in and look that over and advise you, advise you to give you my best advice so you don't get trapped and you don't get all your money siphoned away over a five-day grace period that that would never fly if if it went to consumer protection. If you if you took that con- to consumer protection agency, uh, they would they would definitely look at that as a predatory practice, um, and and would be looked down upon from anybody that's regulating uh, commerce uh, at a big scale. So if you did this and it, it became aware a into the into the big powers, like they would they would have big problems with what you're doing if you continue to do that to people. So um, so there's there's the mindset. There's the mindset of the the rent to own seller. There's the mindset of the rent to own buyer. And I really hope that that helps you guys navigate this. And I would still encourage you guys and gals to not consider these deals, to rent for as little as time possible, get your things cleared up, and then qualify with normal bank financing or ask for owner financing. Those are the reasonable options because in owner financing, the, the title actually trades hands. You pay the taxes. You are obligated for the condition of the home totally. You're obligated for, uh, and you have all the benefits of being able to do anything to the property that you want to do. It's legally binding yours where the rent-to-own agreement is uh, is just a handshake pretty much unless something goes wrong and you take it in front of a judge and a judge decides. So that's the that's the that's the difference between a rent to own agreement and an owner finance agreement is that the rent to own agreement is not technically yours 
it's just a promise that it will be one day. The owner finance deal, the home is actually yours. So keep that in mind. Okay, moving on. All right, so I, I did this 2018 video, and it got some comments. And I'm going to just read a couple of these comments. Um, okay. All right, so there was a comment on my YouTube. And, and you guys should go check out the 2018 video on YouTube. Uh, when you get a chance, it was raw. It was uncut. It was just me in a moment that I thought was um, passionate and I could get, I can deliver out a message that I wanted to deliver. So some of the comments, um, one of them was, so if you buy a home the traditional way, does that mean that now you won't allow the home to fall apart? Well, of course not, but there's a mindset. There's a mindset to being a homeowner. So, so obviously you you will care about the things that you own far more than things that someone else leases to you that you borrow and when you rent a home when you rent a home you are borrowing the home and there's some advantages to borrowing a home versus owning a home but there's far more lifestyle benefit to actually owning the home so so pride of ownership um you know the 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 financial incentive to, to buying a home, the, the just the overall health and wellness of your life. Uh, I, I bet there's I bet there's data out there that shows that people that own their homes live far more fulfilled lives than the people that are renting homes. Um, as far as if they do it at the same amount of time. So if you owned a home for twenty years versus renting a home for twenty years, the lifestyle and 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 everything that you were able to achieve in your life. Uh, from being a homeowner versus being a renter for the same period of time, I bet there's data out there. Uh, I, and I'm sad that I didn't uh, think about this more to go get that data, but I bet there's data out there that would support that statement. So I am shooting from the hip with that statement, but I do believe uh, just my observations over 15 years uh, would lead to that being the truth of the situation. So uh, another comment, these, these get wild too. But I'm just going to read some of the uh, some of the more relevant to like answering questions. Um, let's see here. I thought the rent to own was a legal contract that the owner of the home cannot back out of until the term is ended. Okay, uh, the rent to own agreement is on a legal document. Legal document is a is a very gray area. Um, what are you going to be willing to do to enforce these documents and these agreements? You know, if, if you need enforcement of these uh, agreements, it's going to cost you money. To go in front of a judge costs money. It need, you need resources to be able to do that. And uh, again, I like to throw these numbers out, like 90% of the people. 90% of the people are going to lack the resources to do that because – if they if they had resources, they would never be in a rent to own agreement, in my opinion. So so the the problem is is that people that get involved in these deals lack resources and they're trying to be resourceful, but if they ever get taken advantage of, then they're pretty much screwed because the person with the resources is going to be the seller ninety percent of the time. And I'm just throwing these numbers out based on my experience, not based on some some study that I've done. So just just know that that I'm shooting from the hip on these deals. But that's what feels authentic to me. 
and I'm going to kind of speak some truth. Uh, I'm going to speak my truth some on this episode, like what my opinions are about the thing. So, so there's a couple of comments. Um, let's see if I got one more. Okay, so so here's somebody coming after me, like like I'm I'm trying to fatten my own pockets because I want to earn commissions to to just sell you a house, and and really in, in my life I've I've stood up for a lot of people and a lot of things that have been at my detriment financially. Okay, I I've got a history of standing up for what I think is right and being very vocal in that regard and and. That is to my detriment financially in a lot of cases, in some cases. I mean, people are, people are making decisions about me um, every day that I post on Facebook. You know, you're making a decision about me right now if you're watching this. Um, if, if you trust me, if you agree with the things that I say, if you like my tone of voice, you're making a decision about me that, that you're either saying yes or no about me in this situation. So I'm okay with that. And that definitely does, that definitely exposes me, um, on the opinions that I have and it, it, it helps you make a decision about me. So there's, that's, that's kind of like a goal of mine too. So, so know that I don't stand up, uh, for just myself financially all the time. Like I do things that I think are morally correct, uh, that I think, uh, people should be treated a certain way and think a certain way, and and I make my opinions uh, known um, in in my detriment financially a lot of times. So, um, this one comment says the scam would be telling millions not to rent to own because it deflates your pockets somewhat. To each his own. Some have the money and the credit score right now to do the traditional way. Some don't, and that's true. You know, like. I've always said, you know, if uh, it's not about the resources you have, it's how resourceful you are. And as long as you're getting into a good deal, just make sure it's a good deal. You know, that's all that's all the um, the message is here today is just make sure you're getting into a good deal and you're not rushing into something that could possibly just be detrimental to your life. You know, just I'm just that's my goal today is to to make you aware of things and and to not rush into situations without looking over every term and getting good advice, um, based on like the needs that you have. Um, so anyway, there's a, there's a big influencer that, that has made his way through rent to own. His name's Chris Crone. And I love the guy. I absolutely love this guy. I just don't agree with him on like, you know, the, the public perception that he's bringing out to the rent to own deals. Like, He's made his way through that platform in that way, and that's great. He's found a way to find sellers that that needed or were are going to allow him to take advantage of that situation and work the deal the way that he needed to to make profit. So I want to introduce you to him, and I want to encourage you him. Uh, I want to encourage you to go follow him on these social media platforms. I mean, he's got a million subs on YouTube. I think he's got like seven hundred plus followers on TikTok. I mean, he is doing the things that that I would like to do. But I just, you know, the things that he does is he's navigating his life for him. I'm, you know, and 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 how he's been able to navigate his uh wealth 
and and all of the things that he's been able to collect and and generate over his lifetime, he's just giving you what he did in in his voice, and that's great. And and my role in this situation is to just tell you what to look out for if you're going to try to do some of the same things. So Scott, bring bring those two uh, TikTok clips up, and let's run them. Let's introduce you to Chris Crone. And um, and just react to some these two video clips that I have for you. All right, I'm gonna bring them up now, but I'm just going to go ahead and uh, mute you while the video plays. Okay, sounds sounds good. In the game of real estate, and I bought my second property, my first one I lived in for free because my basement paid my mortgage. Sure. Person's number one expense in their life is their living circumstance. So my house was paid for. I bought my second house, I had a $600 a month uh, residual income off of that, and I thought, man, I can't retire on $600 a month, but you know what? For as poor as I was for the money, I wasn't making that extra $600 a month. I was like, oh my gosh, that is starting to like cover a whole bunch of the rest of my bills. Go ahead. So my reaction to that is, what loan did he use to get into that that style of home was it a multifamily home was it was it did he have 20 percent down was he able to utilize fha financing like the whole story's not there so like when you watch people like that that have these tremendous success stories just know that there was some struggle and some pain along the way and it's not all sunshine and rainbows um and and just like you know you just float you just float up to the top that's just not the real world. I mean, the real world requires uh, a strategy around like, how do I get into financing and what is my down payment requirements and, and how am I going to, how am I going to attract a buyer to rent my basement if the basement's not finished or there's no access to get down there? So like, those are very challenging things to do is find a duplex for your first home and get the financing that allow you to get in without saving, you know, 40 or $50,000. That's a, that's a tremendously hard thing to do for most people is save save that amount of money. So, um, you know, we have strategies that could get in, and and he might have used the rent to own strategy to get in. You know, and and that would be as long as the terms were fair and the landlord understood what he was doing, um, and and there was no predatory practices in the agreement. Then then more power to him. So so I love that strategy of 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 having. Uh, a property that you could rent out a uh, similar space in the same property and, and pretty much cover your mortgage. I love that idea. That's a great idea. That's something that a lot of people should try to do. Um, but how you get there, know that there's, there's uh, you have to, you have to know how to get there. And, and you didn't really hear that in that clip. So um, just keep in mind that there's going to be some sort of requirement to have money down on that type of financing. So um, let's play that second clip. And this this clip is more of a of an introduction to him, I believe. And and like I said, I encourage you guys to to go and look at these people that have achieved big things in their life and replicate them. I I live a strategy of rip off and duplicate. You know, my coach, my real estate coach, is all we're always talking about R and D. You know, a lot of people think R and D means rip off and duplicate or uh, research and development. A lot of people think R and D means research and development. Well, rip uh, R&D for me means rip off and duplicate. So like, I'm just looking at things that I like and I'm taking from them and I'm discarding the things that I don't like. 
So uh, let's bring up this next one. Why are most people winding up poor? Why are most people winding up poor than they want at retirement? It's because they're going for safety. They're going for low ROI because it's safer. I'm like, man, if you don't learn how to take double, triple, quadruple digit risks, you are screwed. Like you do realize that, right? And like, huh? What are you talking about? Like you're, you're like, you're done for. You're never going to make it. Just do the math. Like fifth grade math. It's just multiplication, a little bit of division, a little bit of addition and subtraction. That's all you need to say. I wasn't, are we ready? Yep. All right. Hey, that wasn't the clip I thought it was, but it's still a great one. Um, the, uh, you know, I see, I see so many people in retirement having to get other jobs and do other things for money and, and like really fear their, their power bill. They, you know, they don't want to make long distance phone calls because they have to pay the payment, you know, like that's a real thing. So, you know, real estate is a great way to jump in. Uh, you know, if you can get multiple units, it's a good investment tool. Um, and the rent to own thing, if you do it right, if, if you do it like he did, and, and you can go and find his content. If you do it like he did, it's a viable strategy to build wealth, but it's risky. It's it's just risky. And I just want to bring that to you guys is that you can you can amass these things. You can find people to do deals with, but there's gray area. And I don't like to tread in large gray areas. You know, I want things to be clear on one side or the other. And that's um, that's pretty much the message today. So we'll just get into the five things, the five things you need to really look at or, or do in the rent to own agreement. If you do get involved with a rent to own agreement, uh, number one is how long's the term? How long do you feel like you're going to need to do those things? Uh, you know, you, you're going to need to be in that agreement. It cannot be an indefinite agreement. You need to talk with your lending partner. You know, if 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 here locally, if you want to contact Dave Sheeler to kind of nurture you and put you on a path um, to to know how long it's going to take you to be a homeowner if the certain things happen and the right things the right things go your way, um, you need to make sure that it's clear that this is not an indefinite thing, but you have like renewal options and that they're not going to be able to strip this thing away from you. If, uh, if it goes longer than that term, but you need, you need to limit the amount of time that you do this, you know, it's financially in your interest to do this for a shorter period of time as possible. Okay. So just know, know how long the term is set the term yourself. Say, Hey, I want to do this for two years. And, and this is the payment that I'm willing to pay. And this is the obligation I want you like, you need to be at the table strong in negotiation in my opinion, because you're probably going to overpay for the place. If, uh, you know, especially in the 2020, 2021 market, if you're in a rent to own, if you're in a rent to own deal, you're overpaying, you're overpaying, uh, but you're getting access to the deal that you couldn't have gotten access because you can't get bank financing. Okay. Number two, grace period for your payment. I touched on that earlier. Have as much of a grace period as you possibly can. And then there's a late fee, not, not just make sure that they're not going to rip all of your down payment and the credit back on rent to you. Just make sure they're not going to rip that away. Get that out of the deal if you possibly can, or extend that in the deal as long as you can, because 
the normal mortgage company is giving you 15 days and they're not reporting you late until 30 days. So you get due on the 1st, not late until the 15th, and not reported until the 30th. So the credit bureaus don't even know you're late until it's after 30 days late. So that should be a standard in your deal on the list on a rent-to-own deal. So just know the grace period and, and negotiate as high of a grace period as you possibly can on your rent-to-own deal. Number four is what are the default terms? You know, like I said, you know, um, a standard foreclosure proceeding is 30 days late, 60-day notice, 90 days uh, you're getting foreclosure notices. They're going to start foreclosure proceedings on you after 90 days in a standard mortgage. So so when will, when will they be able to take possession back after the 90-day mark? That depends on when they can get court dates and when they can go to auction and do all the things that they need to do to make it public notice that they are foreclosing on the property. So it could literally be 120 days from the time that they issue the foreclosure notice until they actually take possession from you and force you out of the home. So so in most rent-to-own agreements, you're going to get the standard five-day pay or quit. You're going to get an a, um, unlawful detainer. You're gonna you're gonna be out of that house in in sixty days if you're if if the landlord slash seller knows what they're doing. So ninety days you'd be out of that house in a rent to own agreement. One hundred and twenty days you might be out of that deal on the foreclosure. So you know that's ninety more days or uh, you know a few more days um, there than than you would get uh, if you were rent to own versus um, a, a standard mortgage. And number five is I would encourage you to keep your real estate agent involved on these types of deals. Now, for me, I don't go on on like if you're renting, I don't actually go and show you the rental. You know, there's there's no I don't prop I don't do any property management. I don't um you know, I don't I refer that business to the people that do the property management stuff. Property managers only really represent the sellers. Here in in our location, uh, there's no buyer representation for um, for people that want to rent. And uh, but what I can be is a is a source of knowledge and a protection uh, a protection for you on these types of deals. And, and this is a part of like the relationship that I want to develop with you. You know the re- the relationship I want to develop with you is is going to be a lifelong play for me. I'm going to develop a relationship with you and anticipate that I'm going to serve you for as long as you're either in the area or for as long as if you if you move the area, obviously I'm I'm not going to be able to help you out. I'm going to have to refer that too. But if you stay in the area, this is a lifelong relationship that I want with you. And um, and I'm anticipating punching the clock every time that you call. Every time that you need my service, I'm on the clock, you know. So, so me trying to get, you know, get you through a turbulent time in your life to help you build and help you collect things and, and, and gain assets and achieve in your life. That's kind of, that's kind of my role, my role. Um, you know, that, that's the type of role I want to play anyway. That's, that's what I'm anticipating doing for the people that I care about that, that seek me out and and need my service. I, I, I plan on being here for you for the rest of our life, pretty much, pretty much, you know, our professional lives anyway. So, 
Um, that's number five is just get your real estate agent involved and, and make sure that you're not signing off your, you know, signing away your life pretty much. Okay. All right. So that's pretty much the rent to own section. That's the rent to own section of the show. And, um, you know, so obviously, you know, I'm pretty passionate about that. I can sit here and talk about it for 30 minutes. I just think that it's not a game that you should play without really educating yourself about the situation. So I have I have softened on that because my stance was never rent to own. And now I'm saying rent to own, but buyer beware. Buyer beware. Okay. All right. So so now I'm just going to kind of get into some of the things that I'm feeling and and you know what we're what we're trying to achieve, what I'm trying to achieve personally and um you know and just kind of talk about what's going on in my life. And um first we'll just talk about the nature of the real estate business. You know, um the real estate business for me again is is something that when I got into it I felt like it gave me an opportunity to be valuable to other people. It gave me an opportunity to stick around in a in an area that I love. Um, and it, it gave me an opportunity to possibly make an income that I thought was worthy of of my talent and my ambition and and it, it gave me a real sense of purpose, you know, in life. So, but, you know, to, to layer on to that with the nature of this business and how hard it's been and the struggles that I've, that I've come into, um, I think a lot of agents need to hear it. I think, I think agents need to understand that, you know, when you get into this thing, and you think it's just like, you know, opening doors and and writing contracts and collecting checks. It's not. It's not that. You know, we are looked at in this business as nothing but a tool. And and uh, it's unfortunate that there's not a deeper relationship that I can build with people that that wouldn't have them discard me if they don't need me. You know, there's there's moments in, in people's lives that they get opportunities and they, they want to do, they want to go and, and think that they can do it themselves. And they, they, um, they don't, they don't really know what they're getting into. And, and I, I fear like that, that causes me a couple of different things. It causes me fear for them. It diminishes, it diminishes our relationship. And, and obviously I'm not, I'm not going to be able to, financially gain from that particular thing, which is no big deal. I mean, that, that it is a big deal, but it's not exactly what I'm after. Like I'm after, uh, a, a perception of value, you know, and, and our relationship being strong. And when, when I'm, you know, when I'm getting clients going out, finding deals and not bringing me along for that, that feels like, um, that it's, it's devastating. It really hurts my heart to be, to be discarded like that, uh, in that scenario, because like I said before, I punched the clock for you and I plan to punch the clock for you for the rest of rest of my career. 
in the rest of my life, as long as I'm in the real estate business, like I, I plan to punch the clock for you. And, and I play a lot of different roles. There's a lot of different things that I've provided. You know, um, one of them is emotional support. Uh, people, people don't understand uh, the relationship um, that, that we create. You lean on me and you dump, you dump all of your emotions on me. And I, I soak that in and I, I, I try to put perspective on things. And, and I talk you through these big challenges in your life. And, and, and I help guide you to the finish line on something that, that at some point you were really excited about, but now you've gotten fear or emotional and, and now you need somebody to, to turn to. And, and, and I've turned, you've turned to me for that. And I've, I've dealt with that and I've helped you through it. And, you know, we've, we've shown up, uh, to houses and I've given you strategies and, and there's, there's things that have, that I've done for, for, for no compensation, you know, like the, the industry here, when you, when you're a real estate agent, you get paid at the end of the rainbow, right? You're running, you're running to the end of the rainbow and, and unless you get there, there's no pot of gold. There's no pot of gold for that. So, so when I, when, when us real estate people, we do all this work, we develop this relationship and, 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 and we're there for you in every aspect of life for the time that we're a part of your journey to get you to the finish line. And then right at the end of the finish line, we get pushed aside and, and not included in the deal. Um, I, I just, uh, it's just, it just hurts my heart. It, it diminishes our relationship. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't allow me to continue. I mean, I'm going to continue really no matter what, like there's, there's, there's enough people that I'm going to continue to meet new people and continue to do great things. And, you know, that, that's the belief I have in myself, but, but when somebody that I've traded, I've traded time with and, and cried with and, and, and loved on and, and, and done all these things for, I feel like excluding me out of the deal at the end of the, at the end of the road is, um, it hurts. I just want you to know it, it hurts and, and, uh, to not be involved with you, um, you know, to not take that selfie at the end of the road at the, at the, at the closing table or at the final walkthrough, you know, um, to, to post on the board, here or on social media that, that we completed a transaction together, that hurts. That hurts. That hurts me. That hurts my organization. That that doesn't um, that doesn't allow me to continue to move forward in the capacity that I could if if we were associated with each other in that way. So so again, this is not this is not me crying about not being able to earn. I earn, and and I'll, I'll continue to go and do so. But when people that I love and I care about, you know, they, they diminish our relationship um, and, and, and they don't see the value in me, like I'm being vulnerable here. And, and this is one of the things I wanted to do is I just wanted to let you know about that. Like if you're watching this um, and that's happened, like I still value our relationship. You can still you can still call me. You can still reach out to me with whatever you need. Uh, but I do sometimes and I think this can go for. Uh, a lot of agents in the industry, especially at the top producer level, we feel sometimes that we can be taken advantage of in a major way. You know, I have I have expertise. I have I have things that you can you can use like the moving truck. The moving truck is one of the most 
taking advantage of things uh, that I have, you know, and, and other than my knowledge and 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 my you know my therapy that I give, pretty much like you know you call me up in in a situation and you're you're fearful and you don't know what to do. Well, you call me up and I tell you what I would do and I help guide you through that. So like I feel at some at some times I feel majorly taken advantage of. For, for all the hard work that I've done and all the knowledge that I've gained. And, and I would just like to be included in the real estate portion of your life. And, and don't exclude me. We'll figure out a way. We'll figure out a way it makes sense for everybody for me to be included. So, and, and, and compensation isn't always one of them, you know? So, so just know that like if you're a past client of mine, if you're a future client of mine, if you're a current client of mine, you know, just know that I'm valuable to you. And, and like I said, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to seem arrogant here, but I believe in what I've collected and the knowledge that I've gained. And I, I believe in all of the experience that I have. And I know that's beneficial to you. I know that. So, um, so there was my moment there for this show. And um, I hope, I hope you understand where I'm coming from on the deal. And that's my struggle. That's my struggle. And those are my goals. And, um, I hope you, I hope you further understand and have a deeper understanding of who I am and what I'm trying to accomplish with these statements. So anyway, moving on. All right. So we've got, um, some big things happening in the local community with, um, state delegate seats and town council seats and supervisor seats. And we want to give an open invitation, um, you know, given, you know, that we can schedule you in when we have holes or, or um, you know, open spots. Like we want to invite everyone uh, that's running for um, state delegate, um, town council, uh, anybody running for political office or a chair that is going to help make decisions to lead our community, we are open to having a discussion with you. You know, um, no matter if we differ in views, you know, I would like to bring somebody on in here, and we have a we have a spirited debate on political issues that you stand for that I might not agree with. You know, like I'm open to a, a discussion with some local leaders that that want to come and use the platform to to get more reach and and have something that they can use um to to gain more attention you know that's what that's what our goal here is is to help small businesses help help understand what's going on in the new river valley help leaders become leaders that's what we're trying to do we're trying to help leaders become leaders um and then um we've got you know, some, some guests on the list in the future, we do have a couple, we have at least, uh, we have one political candidate for Christiansburg town council, Tanya Hockett. She's committed to the show on April 6th. And I'm really interested to hear what she's got to say of where she stands on issues, where she stands on the, on the $18 million park, where she stands on some of the social issues and the the education issues and the the coronavirus and and all of all of the things that that have happened here in our local leadership in Christiansburg 
be very interested to hear her um, talk about that and interested to hear her talking about, you know, uh, how she feels about Blacksburg and uh, the town council decisions that they've made. And if she's a proponent of those or an opponent of those, I'm really interested to get in, into, into that episode. And then, you know, I've got my buddy, Zach Nagel. Uh, he um, runs uh, New River Engraving. And I'm really interested in talking to him. I would encourage Zach to schedule to come in person, but we'll do a Zoom call with him. No, you know, no big deal. But he's local. I'd like to get him in studio. I'm going to encourage him to come in studio. And, um, you know, that is pretty much, I mean, the other folks um, I don't have a big history with. Um, Terry Welch is uh, with Wine and Design. We got Jason Lester, a local photographer. Matthew Massey, um, we got him. We got those people scheduled here, and um, he's he's a lawn care guy. That um, you know, Jason is a or uh, I'm sorry, Matthew Massey. He's a lawn care guy, and um, you know, he's built a business. He's 19 or 20 years old. It, it, he's got a remarkable story. So we're gonna have him on, and um, you know, we're gonna truck on. You know, we had a we. We had a, a guest cancel out on us. You know, I guess communication wasn't clear on on when the show was, and uh, you know he was on he was out of town or something like that. And hey, life happens, and and we keep rolling on. Um, but uh, we appreciate y'all support. Uh, we're thirty nine episodes in. We're getting ready to hit forty episodes next week. Uh, Ten episodes away from fifty. I think that's a, a huge deal. I think that's a I think that's uh, an incredible feat here that we've we've gotten to 50 episodes, and um, I guess uh, you know just remember to like, comment, subscribe. You know we really need to get people over to YouTube. We need a thousand subscribers on YouTube. You know we have we have like four thousand friends on Facebook. If uh, you know one in four would would walk over to YouTube and and hit the subscribe button, we would really appreciate that. And uh, that would that would allow us to to do a few different things, you know, enhance our services on the YouTube platform. So we would really appreciate that. And uh, Scott, do we have any comments or questions or anything like that? Uh, none so far. Just people agreeing with you. Okay, great. All right, guys. Well, that's episode thirty nine of putting you in your place. And uh, we, you know, we appreciate you so much for tuning in and. You know, all the past clients, all the current clients, all the first, uh, future clients of my real estate business, um, you have given me the opportunity to do more things like this. So I appreciate the 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 amount of yeses that I've got. You know, I've gotten a lot of no's in my life, but the amount of yeses that I get in my life, I appreciate those so much. And um, if you've ever been a part of this business, if I've ever helped you in real estate, then um, I love you forever. No matter no matter where we go in life, and no matter what happens in our relationship, if we've done a business transaction together, um, you have a special place in my heart. So, um, until next time, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you. <laughs>